on today's episode of the Blue Bloods. Bowl season is upon us. It's going to be a different episode today. No segments, but there's plenty of bowl games to recap. We know you guys are excited for the holidays and even more excited for this episode, so let's get it started. guys so uh the first bowl game that was played first bowl game to cover most of you guys were wrapping up work on friday it was the makers wanted bahamas bowl the buffalo bulls versus the charlotte 49ers is this nfl or college football we're not really sure but all we know is this game did not offer much to the fans except unless you're a buffalo fan then you were very pleased with how this game turned out yeah, if you're one of those Buffalo degenerates that's just like plowing your way through tables, then you probably had a field day. Uh, and not to brag, but I did I did uh, say that Buffalo was going to cover by like an insane amount, and they did. It was a six-and-a-half-point spread. Buffalo wins this game 31-9. to nine. Also, as a side note, guys, I am here. I'm, I lost my voice, so I can't really talk that well, but I'm here. <laughs> he's out here giving you guys quality content with a sub quality voice oh, here we um go. <laughs> but you know i mean buffalo's lucky to win like they did they got lucky that they played charlotte because their quarterback uh kyle vantrese he played terrible man i mean only 77 yards and he has somehow had an interception to boot dude you're not lying uh one touchdown on the day uh and I don't know where all their points came from. I mean, their running attack was vicious, though. Uh, what's his name? It, it, it's uh, Jared, Jared Patterson. That's his name, dude. 32 carries, 32 touches for 173 yards and two touchdowns on the day. Those are – I mean, I understand they're playing against Charlotte's defense here, but those numbers are steep. Like, those are those are impressive numbers no matter who you're playing. Oh, yeah, for sure, especially going all the way to the Bahamas, you know, to play a game. I mean, they came yeah. out and – I mean, neither neither team had above 285 yards. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, and they scored 40 points combined. Like, that's that's the craziest yeah. part to me. <laughs> true, true. But, I mean, I don't know how many people watched this game, but the ending was hilarious because, you know, Buffalo's up 31-9. to nine. And I think the game ended like four times. Like literally the <laughs> Buffalo coach, like three Gatorade baths and the refs just keep kept putting time on the clock because of penalties and stuff like that. And the coach was getting so pissed, man. Like he took his headset off, you know, made all the adjustments and then like was throwing headsets. He was just like, you know what? Give me back my headset just so I can throw it again. <laughs> <laughs> no. And this is one of those games where, and this is just like a peek into my life, I guess, but uh, on Friday, this game started at one o'clock our time. So uh, on Friday, um, it's probably about three o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm like, ah, what a beautiful Thursday this is. And then I looked at the calendar and I was like, oh, hold up. It's Friday. 
there are bowl games on. I should probably be watching those. And so I turned the games on. I turned the game on real quick. It's already 17 nothing Buffalo. And I was like, you know what? This one's probably in the bag. And it was. So. <laughs> I mean, there's not, there's really nothing you can do. I mean, you know, Charlotte, I, I just, I really didn't see how they had a chance. And I, I feel like we were both right about that. Um, you know, in case you guys were wondering, this is Buffalo's first ever bowl game win as well. So congrats on that. And, you know, I mean, that's a pretty convincing one. And, you know, you got, you got a free trip to the Bahamas. So I don't, I don't see how you, there was any negative in this trip whatsoever for Buffalo. No, not at all. I mean, they got that trip to the Bahamas for, uh, to participate in the losers bowl. So that was pretty cool, I guess. You know, I don't think anyone's a loser with a free trip to the Bahamas. No, I mean, no, you're right. I mean, even <laughs> you like Charlotte. Yeah. Up. Charlotte. Yeah. And you're Charlotte, bro. You've got seven wins on the year. You should, that's you're, you're ahead. You're ahead. You're, you're playing on house money yeah, at this point. Job. All right, let's go ahead and continue <laughs> yeah. on to the next yep. game. This, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so the next bowl, Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl, Friday night, prom time. I'm sure a lot more of you guys got to catch this game. We had the Utah State Aggies against the Kent State Golden Flashes, and I don't know what happened. I don't know how it happened. Kent State won 51 to 41. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, I didn't know that Kent State was uh, capable of scoring points in a football game. Uh, I, I definitely had uh, Utah State in this one. And I, I need you guys to give me a little bit of props right now because I was going to make an off-color joke about how Kent State's not usually the one doing the massacring, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say it. Don't worry. Um, but this game was played in Frisco, Texas, and you won't believe this. I had like a handful of people ask me why this game wasn't in San Francisco. Like people who don't listen to the podcast. Hmm. Weird, right? I, yeah. Like I thought this game was yeah. in San Francisco. I'm like, yeah, you'd be surprised. Yeah, no kidding. Um, you know, uh, if you would have told me, if you would have given me Jordan Love's stats before the game, I would have told you Utah State by 30. Yeah, probably. I mean, he, 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 30 completions on 39 attempts. Amazing. 317 yards, three touchdowns, and only one interception. I mean, yeah. I would have been like, Utah State wins by 1,000. Yeah, kind of shocked he even played in this game. I mean, he he didn't he face a suspension? He got out of it kind of anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, he, felt he got caught with weed, I think. Yeah, I'm shocked he played in this game. Although, like, even without that, like, why would you want to play in this game? Because he's projected to go in the draft. Yeah, uh, there's I think he's many- number. I think he's fourth on uh, Kuiper's big board, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's crazy. But like, you don't see too many uh, Utah State quarterbacks going. You don't really see too many Utah State players, period, going to the draft. So uh, to no. have like a quarterback that's that highly rated, uh, like who's who's supposed to be drafted, play in in the Frisco Bowl, that's insanity. Oh yeah. A thousand percent. And I hope you guys watched this game because this game was amazing. I mean, they, they scored how many? 39 points in the fourth quarter combined. Yeah, it was a good time. And it was a, and it was a one point game going in, going into the fourth quarter, you know, but turnovers were, were the story of this game. Uh, Utah State had three. Kent State only had one. Kent State made Utah State pay. 
Uh, and, you know, I did not see, um, you know, I think I made a comment that, you know, Dustin Crum was not going to be a better quarterback than Jordan Love. Um, I was very mistaken on that point because, I mean, Crum played just out of his mind, man. 21 for 26, 289 yards, two touchdowns, plus 150 on the ground and another touchdown. And that was the game winner, yeah. I believe. Yep. I mean, that uh, – I, I don't even know what to say, man. I, I was really, really impressed with Kent State. This is actually the second Kent State game I've watched this year because they played Auburn. And, I mean, I, I really thought Jordan Love was going to pull it out in his last game. And I, that was that was not the case. But I didn't see Kent State putting up 51. Yeah, everyone loves to see a good shootout. Uh, and especially, you know, a game that, was, that had 72 points as the over-under. Uh, for it to score 92, I mean, that's just a little added bonus for all of us out here, all of us degenerates. So, uh, <laughs> great thing to see out of these two schools. No kidding. So, uh, next, we moved to Saturday. Um, you know, we had first had the New Mexico Bowl. Um, uh, Central Michigan against San Diego State. Yeah. And I really hope you guys didn't waste your time watching this game because San Diego State – 48 to 11 win over Central Michigan, and this thing was never close. Yeah, uh, fun fact uh, San Diego State scored more in the second quarter than Central Michigan did at all. Uh, same goes for the third quarter. So they scored 13 points and 21 points, respectively, there. Uh, Central Michigan yep. scored 11 total. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, that's horrible. I mean, Quentin Dormady, I made a comment about him on the preview episode that I thought he was going to play well. Yeah, he threw three interceptions. Not, not a great performance at all. But I mean, I think we should even, I, I think we should highlight Jesse Matthews for uh, San Diego State, who's a true freshman. And he just dominated the game. Three receptions, 111 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, what I think we should highlight is uh, why Central Michigan went for two when they scored their one touchdown in the third quarter. They were down yeah. 11 to 34, and they're like, you know what? Let's get this two point conversion. Yep. And they I, missed I, it. I, they I, missed I it. That's the worst part. No, they got it. Oh, yeah, they did get it. Sorry. No, they got it. Yeah, they weird. got it, but weird. I don't it's still know. It's weird, though. Like, why? why? What's the difference in being, you know, what's the difference in it being 10 to 34 or 11? I guess they held hope, man. I guess they held hope. But, I mean, they had nothing going the whole game. Five turnovers, ten penalties for almost 100 yards, and you had seven first downs the whole game. That This game was like – I think this was the worst Central Michigan game they've played all year, and I don't even think it's a bait. I mean, they literally played the worst game they could play. Well, I mean, I'd be, you know, maybe they were like protesting or something. Uh, you know, this is the New Mexico Bowl. I don't know anyone who's ever wanted to go to New Mexico, but uh, I guess when you when you get dragged there and you don't want to be there, you just kind of uh, sit down in the corner and don't move. Kind of take no, it. but I, I I was absolutely impressed with you know San Diego State. I mean, I I really. I was really, really shocked at how well they played because throughout the year, uh, I mean, I know you know that. I think we talked about it on the previous episode about how their offense just did not show up in a lot of games. I think they were averaging, what, 20 points a game? Yeah, something stupid like that. 
I mean, and they came out and just put on a performance. I watched the first half, and then I was I was like you with um, the like the other game we previewed today. I mean, I was just there's no reason to watch it. There were better games on than that, and that's what we're gonna move to. We have the Boca Raton Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, SMU versus Florida, and SMU Atlantic and Florida Atlantic showed out just listen, insane. If you listen to the preview episode, you know that uh, I accidentally texted Zach before the show, and I was like, you know what, I'm picking FAU in this one, and then I switched on him. I kind of flipped it on him, uh, and I chose SMU during the show. That's because in my heart of hearts, I really wanted to go with FAU. Couldn't do it. Uh, turns out. Um, they just they wanted to pour it on SMU. I don't know what was going on. Yeah, I mean yeah, their they, home stadium. That's the meanest thing in the world. Yes, I mean just insane, man. I mean, uh, I just I, I was really surprised that they held SMU to only twenty eight. I mean SMU was putting up some points, man, Dude, and the they, they got shut down. They had four starters that didn't play in this game. Four stars. Oh, man. Yeah, they st- I mean, they still smacked SMU. Yeah, and they were missing their head coach. Yeah, Lane Kiffin's gone. He didn't. He never looked back either. No. So, you I know, mean, I'm just... going to Oxford, Mississippi. See you never. Yeah, and, and the offense played amazing. They put up 521 yards. Yeah, it's tough to not have your offense play amazing when you score 52 points. Yeah. That's that's a fact. And Fair point, you right? know, yeah, a player that I wanted to highlight. I don't even think we rest him on the previous episode is BJ Emmons, the running back for Florida Atlantic. I mean, he only had seventy two yards, but I I mean, I don't know how many of you guys watched this game, but he popped off the screen for me. I mean, this dude is a grown man, and in case you don't know where he came from, he was actually a running back at Alabama and transferred because of playing time. So the, if he was at Bama as a running back, the kid's got major talent. But it's weird, though, because he I, he must not be their starting running back because he he's had 51 attempts on the year. So yeah, I don't think he's carries. a starter. I, I think that like he's a he's came on recently, but I mean, watch that's what it was. Yeah, watch out for this kid next year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just telling you, and then you know their quarterback threw for three hundred and five yards and two touchdowns. I mean, Willie Taggart has no excuse because this team has talent, and so he is set. And if he tur- if he runs FAU into the ground, I don't think there's no way he gets another college football job. He'll be coaching high school uh, this time next year. Just mark it down. Do what you need to do. Oh, that's that's dirty, man. Um, you know. And that next we got the Cure Bowl. I, oh, I yeah. love this. That's what I need. The, the the Cure Bowl. We have Liberty against Georgia Southern, and Liberty pulls it out. Hugh Freeze took Liberty to eight and five in a bowl win. Not to brag, called it. Called it. They had what I tell you. I said they had that intangible. They had the power of God on their side and they pulled the win out. They did. And I thought whoever the defensive coordinator is deserves a raise. Go ahead and give it to him. Hand it over. Write him a blank check and let him take it to the bank. I mean, they held Georgia Southern, who was a triple option team to under 200 yards. Yeah. 
And what's crazy with these triple option teams is that they typically don't have like a great running back. Their quarterback's usually like a real dual threat guy and he'll keep the ball most of the time. Their quarterback had 10 fewer yards than their running back uh, in this one. So that was, I mean, he, he, you know, I don't know how many rushing attempts he actually had, but uh, I mean, he wasn't doing too well passing either, you know, 10 for 19, 95 yards and, uh, and an interception. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Now, I, I did mention uh, <laughs> Liberty's quarterback who great guy, great beard. Look it up if you haven't seen it yet. Um, uh, Steven Calvert, he went 16 for 35. I know what you're all thinking. 16 for 35. That doesn't sound too good, Brandon. Well, listen to the next part. 270 yards passing, two touchdowns. Yeah, he had two interceptions. Go ahead and shake that off. 270 yards on 16 completions is insane. That shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. I mean, it happened. Had, his leading wide receiver had two catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, pretty sick. <laughs> Pretty sick. Absolutely insane. And, you know, we I think we've talked about it a few times how these triple option teams are so disciplined. Right. But Georgia Southern had – academies. Yeah, Georgia Southern had over 100 yards in penalties. Yeah, that's – you know, that is – that's just free – that's free yards. You're giving them away. That's 100 yards that the ref scored. Dude – if Liberty goes like ten and two next year, is there any way Hugh Freeze doesn't get a Division One job, I don't know. Or like or like a Power Five job? Sorry, he has a Division One job, but um, maybe like a smaller school. Like maybe he'll take uh, Greg Schiano's job at Rutgers. I guess. Kind of well, fun. no, no, I, I think Greg Schiano is going to keep that job for a long time. All right, we'll see. Come on, bro. Come I'm very, on, bro. I'm very woke on this. You know, we can talk about it, but I'm very woke on it. Okay, fair enough. So, got next, guys. I told you guys to watch this game, and I was, I was right. Great game. Arkansas, I was mad, but it's a great game. Arkansas State against Florida International Camellia Bowl in Montgomery. I told you guys this was going to come down to the wire. Your boy was right yeah we did and, and this is this is for anybody who thought that maybe they'd see us there you know all of our fans all of our uh uh you know like the crazy fans we have that we're hoping to get like our autograph or whatever uh we did not go to this game so sorry to disappoint <laughs> we did not we did not go to this game but uh you know this is crazy that this was the largest margin of victory in this bowl game you know what's really crazy is that i think arkansas state when we recorded what they were favorites, right? Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah, two and a half point favorites. By the time the kickoff happened, Florida International was a one point favorite. This line moved three and a half points. That's mm. insane. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. And if and if I you still screwed it up somehow, they wanted to make me look bad, and they did. They made a big comeback, man. They were down what fourteen to nothing after the oh, first. Oh man, I remember seeing that. Uh, because I was watching the well, I didn't watch this game at first, but when I when I actually turned it on, it was fourteen nothing, um, and then I watched them make a comeback, and then they broke my heart. Broke my heart. Fourth quarter came around, they almost tied the game um, with a field goal. You know, they they brought it within one point, and then uh, uh, Arkansas State scored again with three minutes left in the game, and that basically sealed it. Yep, and you know Lane Hatcher played just out of his mind, man. 
almost 400 yards passing and four touchdowns. Just insane. But, guys, it keeps the streak alive. Six years of the Camellia Bowl, six single-digit games. Insane, right? I mean, I don't know, man. I, I love it. I love every bit of it. You know, and when you look at – if you guys are looking at, like, the stats and stuff like that, I mean – it makes sense. I mean, for these teams, like, I, even though I'm shocked, Arkansas State went 12 for 19 on third down, dude. That is – are you serious? Yeah, it's it's crazy. That is wild. But I think both of these teams have a great future. I mean, for some reason, man, Arkansas State always just seems to be that team that has, like, a pretty good year every year. Yeah, I think they won the Sun Belt like a couple years in a row. I know they had a pretty strong streak at the uh, at the GoDaddy.com Bowl. Um, I'm not sure other than that, but well, to uh, be fair, they had a, they they had a streak of coaches. They had what Gus Malzahn, Hugh Freeze. Um, I mean, they, they had a streak of coaches that ended up being pretty decent. Um, yeah, and fair. of course, I think I think FIU played their bowl game already. To be fair, when they beat Miami, their season was a wrap. That was a successful season. And uh, there's what do you, how do you go up from there? Yeah, I mean, you beat Miami, and then you're like, you know what? We probably don't even have to beat Arkansas State. That's not even a real school. We beat Miami, you know? So I get it. Yeah, at Miami, I mean, that because what? That puts some – okay, so hang on. Let's rank these teams. Florida's first. Right. And, uh, uh, who would you put second? UCF? We're talking about in the state of Florida? Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I'd put West Florida, uh, the D2 champs. <laughs> I forgot about them. I forgot about them. Okay, fair enough. But I think now you have to put FIU above Miami. Uh, I mean, they beat them head-to-head, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah. Oh, and especially if Miami loses to Louisiana Tech this week. It's going to happen, so just stay tuned. Facts. Facts. So, guys – we, we have one more bowl game to cover. Then we will give you our Celebration Bowl update, which ended up being a just insane game. Probably the best game of the weekend. But first, we have to talk about the, the Las Vegas Bowl, Boise State versus Washington. And holy hell, where has this Washington team been all year? Because it made Brandon so angry because this was the team he thought was going to make the playoffs, and they played like it last night. I'm telling you, I mean, Jacob Eason finally had a game uh, where he looked pretty good. I mean, I'm not going to say he put up crazy numbers, but he was consistent. Uh, that's what matters. It, it, it did make me angry. I'm not going to lie. Um, to see them keep – I mean, hold Boise State to seven points in this game, to blow them out by 31, uh, it was just – it was insane. I mean, he played outstanding, and, you know, they really didn't have a super strong running game. I mean, they ran for 118 yards, but their leading rusher only had 69. And, you know, Boise State, I'm just wondering, okay, so you you watched this game, I'm I'm sure, and so did a lot of our fans out there. Okay, Jalen Henderson for Boise State, the backup quarterback, looks so much better than Hank Bachmeyer. Why did Hank Bachmeyer get to start? I don't know. Well, he's been starting all year. Like he, he's just yeah. a quarterback. Well, yeah. Well, no, he got hurt, and Jalen Henderson looked really good throughout the year, and then he, then Hank Bachmar came back from injury. I mean, dude, he threw 119 yards on 26 attempts and two interceptions. He had a QBR of 11. 
Ooh, that's, I, I still don't know how that's calculated, but I know 11 is not good. Yeah, on a scale of 100 to 1, it's, it's 11. That's, that's rough, Is it on bro. a scale? I thought a perfect passer rating was like a 158.3. I thought a passer rating, yeah, but QBR is on a scale oh, of 1 to a 100. Well, that doesn't even sound real to me. Yeah, like uh, Washington's wide receiver had a QBR of 100. He had one attempt for one touchdown. Oh, that's gross. Oh, is it just a percent? Is that I don't I don't get it. Whatever. Yeah, I I don't know, but dude, Chris Peterson couldn't have went out on a higher note. No, Beating his have. old team by like like this, dude. The last time, and I saw this today or the day they were recording, so I saw this yesterday. Um, the last time that Boise State was beaten this badly was in his last game coaching for Boise State. That is hilarious, right? Dude, that insane. is amazing. I mean, I, I love to see it. This Washington team could be really dangerous. I'm just saying, man. They have they have talent up there with anyone in the country, man. They just, for some reason, this year they could not put it together. And they went seven and five in the regular season. That's that's unacceptable. Yeah, and you know this Boise State team was a Memphis loss away from playing in the damn Cotton Bowl. Right? This is, I don't know. It makes me. Dude, it's going to be Washington beat, them, Washington beat them 38 to 7. And you're telling me Penn State might have ended this school's like life. <laughs> Their whole existence. I mean, it is insane. But, you know, like you said, Jacob Eason, thank you for giving us something to believe in. I'm, I cannot wait for Brandon to pick you next year to be in the playoffs and you guys go like eight and four again. <laughs> point me again. Right. I mean, it, it's, it's just, it is disappointing though. Cause I, I really, you know, I, I did make fun of you a lot, but let me just say that team is play has playoff talent. They really, really do a thousand percent. And uh, did, has Eason declared if he's coming back or not? I don't know if he's declared, but I think that he's probably gone. I think he's going to try to get drafted. After this year, bro, just come back. Yeah, I don't know. I mean – Because – oh, I don't know. Next year, I guess you do have Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it's a pretty good draft class. Oh, God. Yeah, pretty good, I guess. Yeah. Okay, guys. So, yeah, Washington – dominant and so finally our last game we're going to cover is the celebration bowl listen Al- to me Corn- <laughs> listen to me when i say this i know there's alcorn state nc anti whatever agriculture and what a te- technological whatever it is yeah it doesn't matter i picked alcorn state you picked alcorn state but i don't think that either one of us thought that khalil carter was going to pass for six touchdowns yeah i didn't pass he only had 18 completions. A third of his completions were touchdowns in this game. Yeah. And if you if you were anywhere near Atlanta and you didn't go to this game to watch this guy throw a third of his completions for touchdowns, then I don't want you listening to me anymore. Like, not even in real life. Like, I just don't want to talk to you. And that's not even including. So, he threw six touchdowns, 364 yards. He also had 96 yards rushing. Yeah. Uh, give, give this guy the Heisman. I don't know if you can. I, I say we do. 
Yeah, guys. Um, in case y'all are wondering, Alcorn State, North Carolina A&T. North Carolina A&T won 64 to 44. Right. I mean, it was – Dude, 52 points scored in the second and third quarter combined for North Carolina A&T. Zach, what was the over-under for this one? Don't look. Ooh, I would say probably 60. No, 52. 52. Ugh. And what? both teams almost hit that themselves. Yeah. Well, I mean, the average score was 52. No, it was 55. No, I, I, I mark me down as bad at math. It was, it was, <laughs> it was 54. That's, that's on me. I'm so sorry. Oh God, bro. I was supposed to say it's 108, bro. Like yeah, 54. That's, I'm sorry. Bad at math. I mean, dude, this game was so exciting. I, I watched this game from kickoff to the when this game ended. Yeah, it was probably not going to – an Alcorn State comeback was probably not going to happen, but they just kept scoring, man. It was like every so third play, someone was in the end zone. So many points. You, you, the third quarter was the best quarter of football that I've ever witnessed. Oh, yeah. Facts. I mean, literally, guys, each team just – it was like back and forth, and it went into the fourth – because literally early in the fourth quarter, Alcorn State scored again. I mean, guys, this game was out of hand. It was 31 to 10 with 14 minutes left in the third quarter. <laughs> and by the end of the by the end of like the first half of the fourth quarter, it was 52 to 38. Just like Insane. that. Insanity. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't want to I just want to say this for guys, you can does when we tell you which games to watch. We said the Camellia Ball was going to be great. It was great. Said the Celebration Bowl was going to be great. It was great. I mean, we said Buffalo was going to be a blowout. It was a blowout. We said SMU FAU was going to be a blowout. It was a blowout, just not the way we thought it was going to be. Yeah. So we 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 got this. We can we can tell you if it's going to be fun to watch or not. But I mean, I I loved the show out of all of these kids, man. I mean, both quarterbacks played out of their mind. I mean, like we already addressed, uh, you know, was it Khalil Carter? Uh, yeah. But Felix Harper showed out too for Alcorn State. I mean. 341 yards and three touchdowns. It's crazy, though. I didn't mention that because this other guy had such a great game. Yeah. I mean, they both played out of their mind and both top wide receivers. I mean, Chris Blair for Alcorn State averaged 21 yards per catch. Yeah, it's crazy. And then the leading receiver on North Carolina A&T, Corey Banks, averaged 20.3 and had two touchdowns. It, bro, you look and, okay. So I'll leave it at here. That. Here are the top four wide receivers for North Carolina AT and their yards per catch average. We had 20.3, 20.3, 36.5, and 43. Fantastic. I mean, I mean, are you kidding me? Where else are you going to get this? <laughs> Nowhere. I mean, and literally, it, it, it's amazing. And it was hilarious because this kid who caught average one catch for 43 yards and a touchdown is he was a senior who was hurt all year and didn't get to play and this was his only game his senior year he caught a 40 yard bomb and you're telling me that only 33,000 people showed up less than half of this stadium was filled Zach who wasn't there I'm taking names <laughs> you know how many people live in Atlanta list, do you know how many people live in Atlanta to be fair, I mean, were the, are the Falcons playing this weekend? They played. I don't know if they played in Atlanta. <laughs> we definitely know they didn't win. 
No, we know that. That's a fact. I mean, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the um, – oh, no, they won. Ah, oh, boo. This is bad content now. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> and they played at home. Yeah, make sure you edit that out. <laughs> no kidding. But, um, yeah, this game was amazing. I mean, this was probably better than any Falcons game they went to all year. Absolutely. Had to be. And guess what? It was definitely – Georgia gets smacked up on in that same stadium. No joke. So that's <laughs> do, wow. do, do you think it's gonna be sold out this uh this upcoming weekend for LSU? Oh, for sure. It has to be. Dude, I'm telling you, I cannot wait. But guys, it's been a heck of a first, you know, weekend of college football. I mean, there were a bunch of good games. We will have so this week. We have a bunch of episodes coming out for you guys. Um, this, if you're listening, came out December 23rd on Monday. I'm going to take a short break for Christmas for you guys. So no episodes the 24th or 25th. But we are coming back after Christmas strong as ever. We have preview episodes. We have recap episodes. We have content galore. Me and Brandon will be working hard. But... Um, keep watching the games. Um, I'm sure. Uh, I, if it, dude, I want LSU to score 64 so bad. Yeah, I would love that. That would be that would be the perfect Christmas gift. That's actually all that I want. So, uh, if you're listening out there, Santa, that's Randy. Guys, so if you uh, will post social media real quick, follow us on Instagram at the underscore blue bloods. Go follow us on there. We post all the time on there on Facebook at the Blue Bloods Pop. Follow us on there and on Twitter, dark Twitter exclusive at the underscore underscore Blue Bloods. You way more active than we ever could have asked for on the all decade team. Starting next episode, we will bring that back. We have more positions coming. You guys can vote more. You guys are making y'all's voices heard. Y'all have great choices. So shout out to you guys for that one. Yeah, thank you guys for listening uh, once again. And we'll be back after Christmas. Um, So stay tuned for that. And we are out.
I'm kind of afraid they're going to forget about me. <laughs> no kidding, bro. Like you take, you're taking a back seat now. I'm taking over. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> 